The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. It's time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for the, no, not yet, the Lefect Petcast. We're going to try something new and extreme this time. Yes. And that is a little bit of background. Our editor, who's such a whiny bitch, keeps, keeps, uh... That's not me. Keeps yelling at me. Complaining to me about how it's so hard to edit the podcast. Boo hoo, boo hoo, boo hoo. So, um, in keeping with our trying to, uh, you know, podcast without a net, we're going to still do our podcast with uh, minimal editing. Except, uh, well, with minimal editing, you know, we're going to we're going to set the clock for fifteen minutes and talk about. A subject for 15 minutes straight, no interruptions, no takebacks, no whatever. And also, I mean, we probably will do a little bit of editing. Like if I say something like, you know, that's that's going to have to be beeped out. And or or oh, and especially if I say, you know, all that stuff's going to have to go. Um, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? So. Yeah, that stuff too. You know, that's, <laughs> that's you know that's that's that was a little uncalled for, dude. So yeah, there will be some there will be some minor editing for content or censoring if you will if you want. But other than that, we're going to uh, operate without safety belts. So, and so so when am I starting this clock? Well, after this after the um, after the. Uh, the topic. So, topic number one will be separating the art from the artist. Yeah, that's a familiar topic. Yeah, that's the one that you wanted. All right. So, start the clock. All right. Countdown initiated. Okay. So, separating the art from the artist. I mean, what is there really to say about that? I mean, that's kind of like that's kind of like you know, loving the sinner but hating the sin type of thing. And um, well, I think when we talked about it. However many weeks podcast episodes it was ago, shit, it was probably months or years. I thought it was just something that we were talking about in the car. No, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Oh, okay. Very early days. Um, I think I said I can, but that was a lie because artists can just be... When they weigh in on stuff and they just say really, really, really stupid stuff, then I always think about that when I listen when I listen to their stuff. Well, for me, when I thought about it and I, I kind of crossed referenced that whole like, you know, hating the sin but loving the sinner, I kinda came upon the the thing of it's it's uh it's an all or nothing type of type of deal though. What does that mean? Separating the art from the artist. 
You mean you got to go all in? You got to go all in and separate. Like you, no matter what they do or say, whatever. So the whole idea. Oh, see. The whole advertising idea of using those people to sell it to hawk shit to you uh-huh. would not work. If you, if you, if if a person was indeed able to do that. I thought you meant when you said all in that you just kind of avoid. You avoid anything beyond the art, about the artist. Well, that too. Like, like don't watch EPK, don't watch anything where they're being interviewed, where they're kind of, you know, talking about their own thing. Just, But yeah, I guess you can't really avoid it. Well, I think that that's that's one way to go about it. I mean, because you're, you're really taking it to the extreme in that sense. What I was talking about was because um, because we are more likely to to trust certain people, right? And uh, the whole point about advertising is getting people that you don't know, know nothing about, and somehow you've been kind of tricked, manipulated into trusting them uh, because you've seen them in so many movies or TV shows or you know a certain persona. Right. That <clears throat> you, have to, you have to conscientiously go, okay, this person is an actor, actress, whatever. Uh-huh. Nothing that they say should be given any amount of credence, right? Because there's a whole lot of people that are super woke, as the as the the slang is, as the kids say these days, and you know they they go for stuff. They go for stuff like uh, like like having George Gascon be the the, the district attorney of, of L.A. Uh, also, I remember they were all on board with the masking, right? Saying everybody should be uh, on board with it because I'm on board with it or whatever, right? But so on the one hand, if you find out, like like people who think that Matt Damon is just this cool, tough guy type of dude, they've got to realize no, that guy, that guy, that guy is a pretender. He, he play he pretends for a living. He plays a tough guy. Well, that too, but you know, because because he's all like every movie's. He he's, he he had made a quite quite a bit of a fortune, being a gun toting tough guy loner. Right. But he's super anti Second Amendment. He's super Is anti. He really though. He's super anti gun. But you see, all these people. Well, for everybody else, I don't know what he is for himself, but you know, I'm he, pretty sure he's into a security detail. Well, that's that's his bag. If he, he can afford security people. Hey, look, if he can afford one, he can buy one. As far as I care, right? Right. As far as I'm concerned. But isn't that a little bit hypocritical? Yeah, but that's that's so kinda... you're not into guns, but then you have a security detail, and and that's like lots of people. Well, but there, but that's that's actually pretty easy solve. I mean, they themselves aren't carrying the guns, but they have people who are armed protecting them. Well, that's just like the people that think that the military should go everywhere. They would never. They hate everything about the military and, and and think that every soldier should die a horrendous death. I don't know if that's true. In the in the abstract, do you get what I'm saying? No. You know, it's like the people that are the the anti anti Trump people mm-hmm. think that the that the that the that the Trump supporters are a bag of deplorables, they're horrible white supremacist assholes that just need to be wiped off the face of the earth. Right. In the abstract, they think that. If they met one, they'd probably be like, oh. They're fine. Yeah. 
So they wouldn't want to meet one then. Well, I think that's the whole that's the whole point. What if they met one that they didn't know was pro-Trump and then became became friends with them and then they discover this person's pro-Trump? I would think that those people would would automatically be like, I can't be friends with you. Yeah, that's just sad. But going back to the art and artists, so musicians too would fall into this category. I think anybody that's in that's in the performing arts, they're because Roger Waters is the guy for me, right? Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. He's so he's so he's such an outspoken like anti-Trumper, and he's like he's like super. I don't know if he's a commie, but I think he might be. But anyway, anytime he opens his mouth and says stuff, I'm just like, Ugh. but I but I really like Pink Floyd. And you can still like the music and just don't worry about what those people do. But I don't want to. I don't want to go to a concert if if now Roger Waters probably. I mean, Pink Floyd hasn't performed together in a long time now. Thank it's just God. David Gilmore. But Dave Gilmore does all the all the Pink Floyd numbers. But if Roger Waters was there, he probably would be sitting there spouting off his political stuff at the concert, potentially. And another funny thing about that, though, is that people think that once they've gotten a certain amount of fame, they, they have this platform and they should be able to preach to you. Uh-huh. And, like, I remember the thing with the Big Sheet Chicks a long time ago when they were talking about whatever and... I guess I don't remember. I don't know if they had like a documentary or an album or something. It was like just shut up and sing because they were, they were really taken aback about people sitting there going, "Well, I don't, I don't know why they're being all to us and just just wanting us to sing." It's not like we're like trained animals. This is back during the Bush era, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, "But that's what you are." You know, when you pretend for a living, that's all anybody should care about. If you've been able to to make a boatload of money and, and have a certain lifestyle for yourself, you know, more power to you. But I'm not going to listen to a thing you say about anything. Well, that's... I think that's being a little bit harsh on the art. Right? Because, like, art does translate things. I mean, there's, there's certain things that you feel when you're enjoying art. Like, whether it's music or whatever, it gives you... I think it's only music. Well... But I think it. I, I. I mean, I think you're being a little bit harsh about. I mean, you're basically saying shut up, right? You're basically saying the artist shouldn't have an opinion about stuff. No, no, I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying you can spout all you want. I'm not going to listen to you. Oh. I don't give one. So would you say that to them? Probably not, right? It depends. Well, they might listen to this podcast and say, "Man, that Dave's just such a cunt." Well, tell them to join the club. There are plenty of people that think that, and those people know me. Um, so yeah it's the idea of doing it is a good idea the reality of being able to separate it tough very hard tough tough no I I agree with you on that especially when when the when I guess the media or whoever weighs in and they start trying to be divisive about people I mean, I, I suppose the media is usually for those artists. Well, it's just propag- propagandistic techniques. Um, I think that we should conscientiously try not to be wrapped up in the propaganda. Well, that's extremely difficult. Well, in this day and age, it is especially. Probably wasn't as I mean, hard. You say everything's propaganda, so what are you supposed to do? Uh, hope that your parents and your educators equipped you with enough weapons to be able to sift through the bullshit <coughs> and come up with your own decisions. 
Yeah, but that's... Of course, I'm of the opinion that once you have all the information, you would never be on board with communism or like strong autocratic central governments and stuff like that. But that's not always the case. So is there any particular artist that you can think of where you separate? I pretty much have to deal with everybody. It's hard. Except Denzel. Even Denzel. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, see, maybe it's maybe it comes down to whether or not you like them or not, though. I think I like what they because because like like there's certain ones right like like Denzel, um, what's his face, Magnum PI, um, Tom Selleck, Tom Selleck, like I I kind of like the roles those guys play, and I've never heard them kind of say anything when they're not playing their role, where I'm like, oh. That's cool. I can agree with that their opinions. I can agree with their opinions, but I don't think that those opinions should carry any more weight than my neighbors. Really? Or my very good friends. So you're not going to, like, put more... Why? Well, you put more weight on your what your friend has to say than Denzel. One would hope. Yeah, because I don't know Denzel. If yeah. Denzel Washington ha- happened to be a good personal friend of mine, then yeah, things would be different. Right. But I'm not going to go do something because I saw a TV commercial with Denzel Washington saying I should do that. <laughs> is my point. Is is what I think we yeah. should be doing. Well, Tom Selleck does a lot of that stuff too. He does all the retirement stuff. But that's 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 him being a salesman. Yeah. And you're saying he shouldn't do that, or are you just saying I'm not going to listen to it? He should do whatever he wants. Right. But I should also have the same freedom to not listen. Well, but you do. Well, yeah, but I do, but I don't. There's an expectation, like I said, because of advertising, there's the expectation where a trusted personality, for, for whatever reason they're trusted, are used to, to put forth messages and whatever. And, and this started, uh, what was it, what was it like? It was, what, it started when movies started, right? Uh, yeah, well, with, with the mass advertising, movies, mm-hmm. uh, when sports... It was probably like, like peddling alcohol it was, it was It was early, early 20th century is when this all started getting to be bigger snowballing type things, you know, right. like, like with Babe Ruth and all those people, like, <clears throat> you know... Um, oh, so would you put you put sport in the category? All of it, artists? all of it, and and one of my talent. and one of my one of my favorite quotes is from uh, John Crook. I think is, I got his name right. He was a he was a baseball player for the Phillies mm-hmm. back in the nineties, chewing tobacco, just not exercise, bit fat motherfucker, but he could he could play baseball like you wouldn't believe, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe someone was like, "Don't you don't you think that you're putting forth the wrong kind of example as a professional athlete?" to the younger kids that look up to you and he's like I'm not an athlete I'm a ball player <laughs> but you know that's 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 like I'm like that's right okay you, sh- you should be taking your 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 lead from the people in your lives hopefully your parents teachers adults in the community now if you happen to be growing up in a like really fucked up society then you know maybe not but you know, I don't think you should be looking towards famous people to 
you shouldn't be encouraged to look to famous people to formulate your opinions as a young person. <sighs> or if, well, no, I, I get what you're saying. It just kind of depends, though, man. I mean, if you don't have the parents around or you don't have any figures around, then... Again, you're talking like there's nobody. That, that, that's probably like a small percentage of the people out there. And those people are going to have it a little bit harder. Right. I, I, I acknowledge that. Yeah, if your parents are dropkicks, you're going you're gonna to have, have a much tougher time than if your parents were loving, supporting, rational people. Yeah. But, you know, you can't sit there and say, well, there are some people that are like that, so we need to, we need to help those people. We need to legislate everybody else geared toward those people. I mean, that's just the way, that's like the way public education's set up. What if you're a super smart kid in, in the public education system? The education system isn't geared towards you. It's geared toward that dumbass sitting in the back row who can't get anything. That's a little backwards. But that's the, that's the whole point of, of trying to lift up the masses as opposed to individual attention. That's why I'm more about curated individual attention and the people that are best equipped to do that from day one are your parents well that's all the time we got so we're going to take a little break have a beer and we'll come back to you shortly i gotta have a little dance here for our next segment Technical difficulties. That's something that's going to have to be edited. Okay, so that was that was uh, that was topic number one for today. At topic number two, is going to have some explanation or need some explanation. Oh shit! And that is. Uh, I'm just spilling beer. That is uh, doing evil to do good. That that mentality. <sighs> doing evil to do good. Is that like the means justifying the ends? Kind of. I, I guess. I guess we're gonna have to, to preface it a little bit. Um, I just remember seeing something about um, this is this is kind of like in lines with with government or any any endeavor, and um, I believe the example that was given was Truman was sitting there talking about how he had all these these thieves and hangers on in the administration in government and in order to get like some decent programs in to help a lot of the common man Wait, when was Truman around was that the 50s 40s 40s and 50s so he was the guy after Kennedy got no that's Johnson Truman Truman was uh, Franklin Roosevelt's last vice president he was the vice president for, with Franklin Roosevelt during the war and I guess it was the nineteen the 1944 election was when Roosevelt won and in office Roosevelt died okay in 44 and Truman became the president oh so this is well before Kennedy then oh yeah this is like two presidents well this was a president before Kennedy okay his 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 first and second term, because Truman Truman filled out 
Well, no, Truman filled out the rest of uh, the rest of Roosevelt's term, and then he went for re-election in '48, and won, despite everyone thinking that Thomas Dewey would win. The I've Re- never heard that name before. The Republican. It's, it's the famous picture where Truman's smiling and he's got that newspaper. It says Dewey wins. Uh huh. And it was back. You know, it was back because the the, the newspapers printed out two copies. Oh right, 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 right. Because you know, they they had they had to get it they had to get the copy out mm-hmm. fast. They print up two copies. And uh, he got a copy of the one where it said, the other guy. That's funny. And then, you know, after after Truman, it was uh, Eisenhower, Eisenhower, and then Kennedy. Okay. So, start the clock. The clock has started. Okay, so the, the whole idea of doing doing bad things to do good things. Right. And my initial reaction to that thought was, can you really absolve a bad act like erase a bad act by doing good through the proceeds of the bad act so part of part of my brain is working on the the criminal procedure doctrine of fruit of the poisonous tree okay did you guys have that in your criminal procedure classes no but i know i know what it is okay so for the people that don't know what it is do you want do you want to no you can tell because you don't know because i can't describe it very clearly <laughs> Well, it's 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 evidence that it's obtained illegally, correct? Yes. yes. Yep. And so, because because the evidence was obtained illegally, it taints all the evidence that flows from that illegal from, act from that act, right? right? And so, I think about that in terms of like uh, like the various foundations, like the Ford Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation. Um. Those were those those people, titans of industry, made tons of money, probably didn't do it above board. So now they're and then they, they, they endowed these these charitable foundations to do good. Funnily enough, those foundations are not doing good. All the CRT and the bad educational outcomes that people are complaining about now, mm-hmm. pretty much financed by the Ford and Rockefeller Foundations. Okay. I'm pretty sure they probably probably threw money to Black Lives Matter, and you know so. Well, there were a lot of companies that did that. Well, yeah, and and it's not like I'm against that movement. It's just that it's it's one of those it's one of those weird movements that it's like it's like when they name a law, and they try to give it a real like uh, patriotic name, like the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. And so. The headline is, Senator so-and-so is against the Patriot Act. What a cunt. Right. But when you read through the Patriot Act, it's all about spying on the people and, you know, yeah. being being a real police state mm-hmm. type of thing. Which is how I feel about Black Lives Matter. Title of it. I'm on board with the title of it. Of course Black Lives Matter. I never said they didn't. But then the stuff they do with it under the name of that, I'm just, I'm sitting there going, I, you know, you, you, you keep on using that name. I don't think it means what you think it means. And everybody just wants us to kind of forget the bad stuff. Well, not everyone is the people, the people that the, uh, the activists that are in charge are doing that. I mean, like the big thing now is, is talking about how the, the Black Lives Matter activists are sitting there using the money. Right. To buy real estate and just, you know, Mm-hmm. I think I think one Black Lives Matter guy tried to assassinate a, a political candidate in in Kentucky. Wow! 
you know, uh, and there's, there's, I mean, there's, there's very, there's many stories about that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that's the whole movement, but you know, I'm like, well, that's that's not really helping your brand. No, not at all. But going back to the thing, so this this whole idea of doing bad, like you know, you know the 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 the. See, I was thinking of the Nazis and like the illegal medical procedures well not oh oh, so the yeah the nazi experiments the human experiments yeah Mm -hmm. oh that's a good one so should you should you use i would say no you know where i'm going to go next to that right no because that's the abstract that's the macro now what happens if the nazis did some kind of experiments that ended up curing cancer some disease that a close relative or a close friend of yours is now suffering from and that research could or would cure that disease how do you like me now i don't right i mean that's that and that's where the toughness comes from right because in the abstract in the vacuum you can you can pretty much everyone can can agree yes and and certify would say say no you should not use these despicable acts to benefit something else but then what if you could be a direct beneficiary of that that's a you know that becomes a tough thing that becomes a question that people don't really want a, a, a scenario that people don't want to They'll just say, "Oh, well, that's in the abstract." Well, these are these are these are quintessential philosophical questions. You know, like the question of if you're standing on a bridge and a train happens to the brakes fail, and there is an incredibly large fat man standing with you on the bridge, and he happens to fall over, land on the tracks, and die, but in his death, he saves the ten or twelve people sitting on the train and then the next and everybody everybody is all like okay yeah that's a greater good i'm okay with that but then the next scenario is the push right well the next the next question is okay so would you push that fat man over to save those people no and and for and 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 for a lot of people that's the that's the answer but for me that even has a has a has a it can be even more uh, what's the word? It could be it could be an even bigger dilemma if, what if your sister's on that train? <laughs> you still shouldn't push the guy. Hurling to her imminent death. You still shouldn't push the guy. Well, that's 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 where most people would come up, but you know, slight changes in the fact. What if that fat man was wielding a gun and trying to shoot your sister? And then I'd push him. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> and then that's he's deci- then he's he's decided his fight. And that's that that's what helps people decide stuff, right? People that are against killing, totally fine with killing somebody who's about to try and kill them or someone they love. Yeah, that's like I don't know. It's like an idea of justice or something. Well, there's there's the idea of that you know that person put forth a different act. I mean, I always I always had problems with the Christian ideal of "Thou shalt not kill." 
right? And the problem I had was, well, if that person is trying to kill me, all of a sudden that's okay. Or if a war is declared and I happen to be a soldier, mm-hmm. that's okay then? Well, it's, Buddh- it's a Buddhist thing too. The not killing. Religious. We don't have to, we don't have to like, um, get caught up in the peculiarities of religion, <clears throat> of various religious sects to keep from answering that question. But you can think of it in the Buddhist perspective because it's like, it, let's say somebody's an assassin and they're going to kill a hundred people. Can you kill that guy to stop the deaths of a hundred people? That's just like killing baby Hitler. But you don't know if he's going to end up being Hitler. Though. Let's say you do. Then you got to kill a baby. Let's say you. Let's say you do. Let's say you know that Adolf Hitler, as a baby, that was actually a, uh, a uh, an episode of like the Outer Limits. Was with, that like uh, the Twilight Zone? Yeah, with uh, what's her face, Catherine Heigl. Really? Yeah, she played. She's a, she's this uh, nursemaid, this governess uh-huh. with a little baby, and uh, uh, the whole episode is her. In a in a in an internal and external conflict about doing harm to this baby. How does she know? Well, at the end, we know. But in the thing, I think she ends up killing herself. Oh. Because she can't bring herself to kill a cute little six-month-old baby. Right. And then, you know, the narrator's like, well, you know, hey, could you do it? But how does she know the baby's bad, though? I don't remember. (laughs) And... Does she come from the future? Yes. Oh, she comes from the future. There you go. Um, but, um, so that's, that's the thing. And this is, this is a question that, that, that people have, 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 uh, wrestled with for eons, I suppose. But, you know, it all comes down to, can you, can you, can you erase or make a, a, an evil deed better by doing good after or with it? Like you know, can you can you can you make your fortune selling cocaine, but and, and then turn around using that fortune to have like uh, um, medical care for addicts and whatnot? Well, that's redemption, right? Is it? I mean, that that might be the idea, but, but there's plenty of stories of redemption. Yeah, but there are not plenty of stories of people like sitting there that they were they were making tons of money off of cocaine and then. You know, decide to open up a hospital. Well, what about a what about a murderer that goes into jail and then, you know, has a change of heart, finds religion, and then like helps a bunch of guys get on the right track, away from the wrong track. Yeah. So, what do you mean? Well, it's the same thing. Like well, that's. But, but right. But that, but again, you're talking the abstract, right? So what? I I I as as a relative or a close friend of one of that person's murder victims has to decide its fate. Is that what you're saying? Well, no. That's that's where the question comes. But everyone loves the story of the redemption. Sure, but nobody... But not if you're in the family. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. I mean, you know, there are people that... Uh, there are people that... Uh, right? The, the stories about the people that are about to be executed. And, you know, they ask the victim's family, and the victim's family is like, No. I don't want this guy to get off. He killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. 
But then there's also stories that people, like I remember hearing a story back of, uh, I guess it's in the Muslim world, where somebody was supposed to be executed for a murder, and the victim's mother said, no, nah, don't, uh, don't kill that guy. And essentially saved his life. Why did she say that? Beats me. <laughs> Maybe she took the religion seriously, I don't know. That's got to be about forgiveness. But that's got to be a person who has a a much different makeup than someone like me, right? Because remember, I don't hold a grudge till I die. I hold a grudge till you die. So you're <clears> not, <throat> not going to be saying, don't kill that guy. Well, in order for me to go on the path of forgiveness, right? <laughs> or in order for me to like move on. That's not really forgiveness. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not the one responsible for doling out forgiveness. Because you wouldn't? No, because I'm not God. I don't have to worry about that. That's a good topic. And I'm curious to talk about that topic a little bit more. Because we talked about forgiveness before, but... It's probably not going to be enough time today. Well, seeing as we've got like a minute and a quarter to talk about forgiveness, we can try it. Well, I I listen to Catholic radio and they always talk about forgiveness coming from the person. But I don't know as what, opposed to forgiveness coming from God. I don't know what forgiveness is supposed to be. What what, what does that mean? That means letting go, Let, letting go of your feelings, letting go of whatever's holding you back in terms of your hatred or you're holding a vendetta or whatever. For personal vendettas, that's that's tough for me. I mean, I don't let go till you've, you be, you've become deceased. But if it's something that comes from God, then why, why do they always talk about personal forgiveness? Why do these, why do these, I mean, they're, they're radio hosts, but. I think that's more about your life, like moving forward in your life. Right, because if you if if you've got that that hatred or whatever, and you're holding on to it, it's preventing you from moving forward in life. But they really should be talking about it's God that's doling out forgiveness, not. Well, I think that's that. a given. So that's probably why it doesn't get talked about. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Oh, that's it! Damn it! <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, we'll come at you next time, and if we see uh, numbers go up. For this type of podcast, we'll keep on doing it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening.